surrounds him. Prince. Oh, dearly beloved. David Guthrie is right there. Didn't have the guts to call it. Also, Dylan Malloy. Welcome to Dunks After Dusk, a happy hour flavored podcast centered on all things Timberwolves. I'm your host, Patrick Flavin, here with my co-host, Mitch Peterson. What's up, everybody? Over the next 10 weeks of the offseason, and maybe beyond, we're here to help you fill that Timberwolves void in your life. Whether it's through drafts, games, debates, and yes, occasional actual basketball analysis, our goal is to give entertaining conversation starters to extend to the whole Timberwolves fan community. With this being the intro episode, it's going to be short and sweet. The only goal today? Let you listeners get to know us by telling you our Timberwolves origin stories. Thus far, you've only heard from me, so let's get to know my co-host a bit. Mitch, we've known each other since high school, and you are someone who strives to be great at anything that you do. How in the world did you become a fan of this franchise without it completely tearing you up inside? (laughs) That is really fair. Um, Well, I think in general, my sports love um, goes back to when I was a kid. I mean, five, six, seven years old. It was really the first thing that I fell in love with and I found out I was good at um, was was sports. And that's, you know, as a kid, you're searching so much for an identity and, and kind of what is going to make you different from other kids and stuff. And mine was sports right away. I absolutely love competing. I didn't do it well when I was a kid. A lot of tears, a lot of, you know, getting mad at people, a lot of things like that. But um, but I fell in love with sports and I fell in love with this idea of of trying to do the best you could at something to getting better at something. And so the first sports team I actually fell in love with was the Minnesota Vikings. I love football as a kid. Um, that is a really rough introduction to fandom um, as, a, as a Vikings fan. So uh, full disclosure, I'm, I'm 32 years old, which means in 1998-1999 season, I was at the ripe age of seven to eight years old. Um, I was about as optimistic as you could be. I didn't understand enough that things could go poorly. And then the 98 season happened for the Vikings. 2001, um, you know, shutout to the Giants happened. The Timberwolves get bounced in the you know playoffs when they're finally good, and then KG leaves. We got 2009 with Brett Favre and that intro. We got Blair Walsh wide left from 27. Um, we have pretty much, I would say, for my entire formative sports years, we had nothing but heartbreak and nothing but disappointment, nothing but building these expectations and watching them get shattered. Um, in my own like personal sports career, I had plenty of success in high school, went on to play college football kind of had less personal success there, but was part of a better team. Um, we were a super successful football team. We ended up making national playoffs three out of the four years and going on some deep playoff runs. It was super, super fun. Um, but playing sports at that level kind of just helped me develop some, I would say a little bit of insight into just what makes teams kind of overperform because we were never the fastest, the biggest, but we had an unbelievably disciplined and tough defense that I played on um, and week in and week out we would kind of find ways to beat people and overwhelm people and and with discipline with being coached with 
kind of playing for each other with playing unselfish, we found ways to do it. And so that was my first introduction to successful sports, which is why I think it was so impactful for me is like, I truly, you know, I watched Randy Moss. I watched Adrian Peterson. I watched any number of talented Wolves players, um, you know, over the years that have never accomplished anything in terms of real success. And then I played on this team that we weren't, again, we weren't that good. We weren't supposed to be competing with some of these teams that we would beat them. And I think at a very early age and, and very formative years, I found out the only way I can do that is because, because we did it the right way over and over and over again. So I would say as a fan, that is very distilled into me, which is like, there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way to do this. If I had to give you like a you know, a podcasting moniker, I think. I think I would call you like the Ron Swanson of podcasting. Because <laughs> even in like our our takes back and forth, you know, you really are no muss, no fuss. Like, here's what you got to do to get better. This is what you did wrong. Go work on it. Where, as, you, as listeners will find out from our conversations, I bring a lot of other things to the table in terms of you know my sports analysis and many of it might involve you know the officials and and things (laughs) like that Um, right but as you were saying that is like yeah it makes a lot of sense with our conversation yep I think I think that there is a big part of my sports origin story my Tim Rose origin story which is like heartbreak breeds for sure pessimism you know that is there and that is that is a core ingredient to the cocktail that is my sports fandom as a Minnesota sports fan. Um, what I've become more aware of over probably the last five, six years specifically is like, so I have, I got two boys. Uh, my oldest is falling in love with Minnesota sports. So I see so many similarities to, to me and him. And so he's nine years old. Um, we haven't missed a Vikings game in years. We, we watch highlights of every Timberwolves game. He's fallen in love with them. And I see so much hope. I see so much belief. You know, he watched the Vikings come back from 33 down this year against the Colts and he watched him beat the Bills and he's watching Anthony Edwards do things that we haven't seen a Timberwolf do in a long time. And he's seeing us, you know, win the playoff game against the Thunder. And to him, he's like, well, why not? Why, why, why couldn't we, you know, go in and, and beat Denver in the first? And I'm, of course, you know, probably being a bad parent, but I'm like, nope, we won't. We'll lose and it'll be fine. Um, and, and we'll, you know, we'll build from that and we'll move on. And we'll try to get better. Um, but it but it really has been. I feel like I'm sort of on this recovery mission as a Minnesota sports fan to like to find some of that hope and to find some of that that recapturing what I loved about sports in the first place, which isn't all efficiency and and, and metrics and toughness and, and saying the right thing in the post game. But it's like sometimes it is it can be as simple as like my nine year old son falling in love with a player and truly believing that they could be the difference, right? That Anthony Edwards or Justin Jefferson or whoever it could be is going to be the one to win a, a Super Bowl because he doesn't know any different. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't have, um, and, and I should say, it's not even that I know better. It's just, I know my experience. And so I think Pat, that's why you're deeply important to me um, as a human and as a sports fan, it's just, you have hope and you have belief. Um, and I think for a lot of years, I almost actively got that out of my life because it hurts too bad when it doesn't work. And I think now like seeing my son go through it and going through it with him and crying, you know, he's crying after Timberwolves losses and the playoffs and he's crying when the Viking season is over. And it's like, that's okay. It's okay to, it's okay to open up. It's okay to be hurt when things don't go well because you loved it that much. And so I truly believe that that is part of this podcast for me. And it's part of my sports fandom right now is reclaiming that hope and joy of Ricky Rubio and 
Wiggins when he was drafted and KG coming back and Luke Ridnour baseline jumpers, Rashad McCants and all I loved McCants and and Shabazz Muhammad, Patrick Beverly. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just it's okay. It's okay to to authentically and fearlessly just put your hope and love into something while still expecting and demanding that it be done the right way. So I would say that's kind of where where I'm at is I want to be hopeful. I want to be give myself to something without being overly pessimistic. But yeah, what what do you think, you know, as you kind of look back and and think about both the Timberwolves and just sports in general, kind of where does it start for you? Do you see similarities? Do you see differences? What do you notice? Yeah, my my origin story with sports begins sounds like a very similar time to yours. And I think a lot of you know, people are general age is the 98 Vikings, right? That was, that was my first experience with falling in love with a sports team where I still remember Christmas morning, uh, you know, 98 waking up and getting this Vikings book that had, you know, all the box scores of their games to that point And, you know, reading through, flipping through the pages, going and talking to friends about the Vikings. And then of course the, you know, the fateful NFC championship game happens. Gary Anderson misses the field goal. And then as a, for me, I believe a fourth grader, it's like, what, do I do now? Like what? Uh, I don't know what's what we were supposed to win. Like everything was pointing towards that. I believed in this team and there was just this like immense heartbreak that you talked about. For me, what I ended up doing was like, I missed that feeling of watching sports and following closely and things like that. So I just started looking and that's where on a random night in, you know, in January or February turned on, you know, knew a little bit about basketball, didn't, didn't follow it much, but turned on a Wolves game and got to watch a player by the name of Kevin Garnett who just played with every ounce of his heart. And then just watching KG play, it took one game where I was like, there is something special about this player. There's something special about this sport. And from that moment, actually became a, a huge basketball fan. So it was the void of the football season that led to me not just watching basketball, but beginning to play basketball and going to camps and you know getting in leagues and all those things. But it was just simply through watching a player like Kevin Garnett and the intensity, the excitement, the ferocity that he'd bring to the court. As a as a young kid, learned a lot of new words when I went to games in the stands. You know, I became, you know, my, oh, absolutely. my vocabulary grew by leaps and bounds, much to my parents' dismay <laughs> at that point. But um, but no, it, it, it was through watching watching KG. So, you know, then, then when I think to like my, my sports story, watch those games, I remember, you know, very vividly the, you know, 2004 um semifinals against the Kings where, you know, game seven, where I was when I was watching that, have all these memories. Then I jump forward in the future. I get to, you know, watching somebody like Ricky Rubio. And I believe, Mish, that you and I actually watched his debut at Buffalo Wild Wings together where at that point we'd become friends and, you know, decided like this would be a part of our this would become a part of our, our stories, watching games together and watching Ricky. And I think both of us feeling like the excitement that the young Spaniard was bringing to the court where it was like a rejuvenation of sorts of my basketball interest. The years following KG had been pretty dark and all of a sudden there was this brief glimmer of hope that you had talked about. And then you jump ahead 10 years and it's kind of strange to think about how much time I've actually spent watching Wolves games. You know, there's the time I've spent with my with my wife, with my kids, my closest friends, family, you know, those those take the top priority. But then if I'm being completely honest with myself, the Timberwolves are going to be 
not far behind that list in terms of total hours given to something. You know, there have not been many games I've missed since the since the KG years. It's interesting when you talk about the amount of time committed to the Timberwolves compared to other things in your life, because it's like, man, I could have, I probably could have learned like several languages. I probably could have been like proficient at a musical instrument or something. And nope, I can just rattle off box scores from you know, Kyle Anderson this last year, you know, at will, or I can talk about like, you know, value over replacement player for Jaden McDaniels and how it doesn't quite meet the eye test of, you know, he seems good, but you know, there's all those things I can talk about that I don't think are helping me in any way in my professional or personal life. And yet here I am continuing to commit to them, which I think, I think kind of goes to talk, goes to show that there is, there's a reason that sports are so wildly and increasingly popular is because it gives people a chance to do this, right? It gives people a chance to talk and to have fun and to escape a little bit and, and to just dive into something that at our core we all know is meaningless, but is so fun and is so um, enticing to get wrapped up in and stuff too, which I think is, is especially when you do it together with somebody else, is I haven't, I haven't found that anywhere else in my life, to be honest, um, where you can get a stadium of... 80,000 people on a Sunday at a Vikings game or a packed target center or something like that. And you're all holding your breath at the same time and you're all reacting the same way. It's like, it's, it's poetry. It's beautiful. And then when you get a player like KG or like Ant or, or someone like that, that really seems to know how to play the strings of that crowd perfectly. It's like, it is, it's a spiritual experience. And, And I think doing that in community and stuff is is like I said, I haven't found it yet anywhere else. It's really, really fun. So I'm excited to get started. I'm excited to take, like you mentioned, some of the years and years of conversations we've had and kind of bring them to other people and hopefully incite some really good conversations for other people too. Because again, I think it's an invitation to something that we all want and need. So yeah, that's a perfect place for us to wrap this introductory episode so going forward in the future it's going to be a lot less story time like this one and a bit more to our drafts or games debates competitions whatever it's going to be with a i guess a little sneak peek for next week we'll be doing in light of the start of nfl training camps we'll be drafting a timberwolves football team So we're going to do a competitive draft. There'll be four offensive players, three defensive players, and we're going to build a lineup that's going to go head-to-head against one another. The winner is going to be decided by you listeners. So until next time, thanks for joining us. And in the immortal words of Ricky Rubio, change your face, be happy, and enjoy it. We'll see you next week.